Extra Butter Podcast. Rob Zombie's Halloween is pretty fire, though. The first one. The first one's good. The second one with like the white knight uh, stuff is a little weird. This is a little weird. Yeah, I read. I read the other day somebody was saying that like when people try to throw in their own mythology stuff and start changing it, then it's odd. When it's just like a straight, almost remake, they seem to nail it, and then it all falls apart. What do you What do you think about that? Like uh, David Gordon Greer, like doing like uh, like he's doing the. Um, Exorcist now, like, what do you think about, like, just giving someone the keys of such iconic, mm-hmm. like, film franchises? Well, that one's embarrassing for him because everyone was just fixated on how much money they paid to sure, get the sure, rights sure. to yeah, it yeah, yeah. to then okay. be, you know. But you're not going to have a horror movie make that much freaking money. You have rare exceptions that are going to make that much money back. So they're going to have to just do a couple things with the property in order to make it justified that you bought it. Right. But right. it is weird that it almost seems like, yeah, now he's hopping around horror IPs trying to reinvigorate them, you know? Is there... Okay, so obviously he gets Halloween. Is there one that you feel like he shouldn't be able to touch? Mm, yeah, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree. Because there's other ones that I don't give a crap about, but I'm like, man, if you're going to launch Freddy again and finally have it work... I wouldn't want him to touch it at this point because yeah. it's been too much that went negative, you know? 100%. Too much that went downhill. But anyway, y'all. Yo. We are live. Live. When you're watching this, will be Halloween, but uh, this is Extra Butter, your Extra podcast butter. for great conversation and great movies. This is Cam. This is Dylan. Um, like I said, man, it's fucking Halloween. Spooky season. I'm so glad we got to do this, man. For the last day of spooky season. The last day of spooky season. We may have one more spooky thing coming at the end of this week. You never know. But we had to drop one on the 31st. That's right, baby. What are we watching, Dylan? What are we're we watching? Going, we're going to Haddonfield, Illinois. Woo! 1978. Haddonfield. Or watching John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh man, dude! You seen all the recent stuff about John Carpenter? All the crap he was saying? No. Yeah, he was that? saying he all he wants to do is sit down and play video games. <laughs> He's a streamer <laughs> he now. Right? Yeah, like he don't give a shit nah, no more. Oh man, come on, John! I saw a tweet that was like, "Oh, don't forget to leave out, you know, some Marlboros and a blank <laughs> check at your door, yeah. along with the candy for for fucking John Carpenter because he just don't care." Hell yeah! I'm like, yeah, what a legend, bro! How you gonna bother him? Shout out, John. Bro. How you gonna bother him? But as Dylan said, we're watching the uh, the original. What year was it? The original Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. There it is. There it is. Nineteen seventy-eight. Shot it for a corn chip and a bag of Doritos, <laughs> much like the uh, much like what your parents bought their uh, two hundred million dollar house for in the fifties. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what John Carpenter shot this on. He had absolutely dirt for money. And I think that's where the magic is, baby. I, I do think so. I think that, like, this movie is uh, low-budget filmmaking at its finest. And kind of gives... Uh, there's a lot of directors out there that got their start making these low-budget... Ironically, a lot of directors do start in horror. Or I've seen that. Like, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Like, it's, the... it's really easy to start in a horror... Cause, Brain Dead, Dead Alive, whatever it was called. That's right. He was doing like little right. zombie crazy shit, and then you would have never known that it would turn into Lord of the Rings. Right. It, it's it's one of the few genres of film that you can 
spend nothing on and flip it. Like you think of like Blair Witch, right? Jeez, bro, they probably shot that less than a corn chip. You know what I'm exactly right. Like they're probably on a Motorola Razor, <laughs> four hundred million dollars. Probably they got a flip phone and an empty <laughs> bot and an empty bag of Doritos, and then they were just like, you know what? I think we can afford, you know, Skittles, bro, for the kids. I think there's a witch over there. Yeah, <laughs> just a sheet. So it's a sheet in the corner. Yeah. If you put this camera real close to your face, no one will notice that we have no backdrop. There's literally nothing. There's here. no lighting. There's no bounce board. It's just three people in the woods. Yeah. But <laughs> with a Sony camera, <laughs> with a Sony camcorder, and exactly. it's shaking the whole movie. Exactly. And then what does it make? A bajillion. A bajillion dollars. A yeah, bajillion. but John Carpenter with this movie definitely. I think a lot of filmmakers look at this movie as it's a tip off. A tip off almost like a blueprint right like mm-hmm. this is the there's so much uh potential there that like if i just nail certain elements of this movie right there's really nothing uh technology wise holding me back from this being a mass release mm-hmm. you know and, I, and obviously nowadays what kids can do with their iphones is magnificent there's fucking depth of field on iphones and stuff like that so there really is nothing holding any of us back from making content but uh it's really cool to go back and watch a film like this and still after all of these years we're talking 50 plus years it still holds up dude yeah it definitely does yeah um, is that 50 years i do that math right 78 uh, nah i'm a little off I'm i can't like do 40 math. plus years I went yeah to film school there's only certain yeah. things, <laughs> there's certain things, only certain things that i grasp for sure for sure yeah but that's and it's no different now. You you have the same sort of films coming out with the same sort of formulas of small, small budget. Yep. But, you know, intense stories, emotional pieces, great acting, you know, actors that are on the come up because, you know, they cut their teeth there and then they get right, really popular. Right, right. Some, some of those movies die. Yep. They, they're low budgeted. They're not really marketed as much. So some of them do die and become cult films. And some of them really you know pop off out of nowhere we recently were talking about a bunch of these ones that came out like uh cobweb Ooh, that had man. like zero kind of marketing i tried to see it in the theater but because i was busy that week it was out <laughs> it was out already 100%. and it had a recognizable star uh lizzie kaplan and anthony uh anthony star Homelander, yeah, yeah. who's equally as insanely scary in this He's really good at playing menacing like characters. Just, yeah, just the, for sure. the angry stepdad sure. of Chuck E. Cheese character. You never know yep. what he's going to do. Yep. Drown his kid in the ball pit or... No telling with those Bury eyes. his sorrows in the cheese pizza. Bro, there's another one, too, like the... Uh, Twas the Night. or It, it came out recently. Was, I've heard such good things about it. God, I wish I remembered the name. Remember but, right it, again, another limited release yeah. that came out. I think it's on Shutter right now. But, like, it was in theaters for maybe... Mm-hmm. Two weeks, yeah. if that. Like, oh man. But then, if you're lucky, you get a situation like It Follows, where it's a small, haunting, little, low budget thing, but it got such great word of mouth that it has spurred into a nice little cult following. Yeah. And then they just announced today or the day before that there's a second one. Same really? director. Okay. Same okay. girl, Micah Monroe. No yeah. idea what it's going to be about because I, I, I had such a battle the first time I watched this movie trying to rack my brain and how they would defeat this uh sexual predator monster this std monster <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah it just it racked my brain but then you have stuff like black phone that had a lot of marketing 
and a lot of push because yeah. it was a short story by Stephen King's son Joe Hill mm-hmm. had a lot of shiz going on um, had a big star there what's his face Ethan Hawke yeah Ethan Hawke yeah. fantastic film still Woo! the marketing I, I wanted to ask you uh, and I know we're talking about Halloween but we may get into some other horror movies and we apologize Dylan and I are in person today so uh, <laughs> it's going to be a different vibe uh, what did you think of It Follows it follows, yeah, or Black Phone. It follows. Oh, it follows. I loved it. I didn't like it. No, I, oh, I, man. I, I, and and I, I almost feel like a fraud for not, not oh, because there's not. so many. Like I remember the trailer coming out and it was like best horror movie in a decade, and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> all right, is it that good? And I saw it, and I was like, I don't, I don't get this movie at all. It doesn't have the. How would you describe that? It, it doesn't. It doesn't have the build that a horror movie usually does, at all. Because it doesn't follow the same sort of tropes per se. Yeah. Like there's only one spot that really, I guess, would count as like a jump scare. Yeah. Not that that's what all you know all horror movies have to have to be a horror film, sure. but it doesn't follow a lot of those. So to me, it it just backwards itself into more of like a a tense thriller kind of thing. Yeah. So I would. Yeah. It sometimes ruins a film when. Not the marketing team. Well, the marketing team and the public start going, oh, my God, 10 out of 10, X game mode. Yeah, because then by the time you see it, you have a misguided uh, viewpoint on it. And you're thinking, like, well, this is better be fucking the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then when it's not, it'll cloud you from, like, what the movie was really about. You know what I mean? I was just caught up because I was trying to I was trying to beat it. I was like, Uh, bro. So the whole time you were like, I was bro, I had the whiteboard out. I was yeah. hatching plans. I, I, look, I look like Steve Kerr in the game seven of the finals. X's and O's yeah. on the whiteboard. And I was yeah. like, there's got to be a freaking way to destroy so this I thing. I have sex with a prostitute. Yeah. And then spread it. And then spread it. And then get on the plane. Because I see it walking. I don't think it flies. It might be on the no-fly list. Shit, they can't see it. But what if, you know, I was going oh in deep. God, I was got, I had trigonometry. Yeah. I had Nostradamus on I dial. prostitutes on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking prostitutes on this motherfucking plane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it was like, I I agree with you that like a lot of that, I, I feel so bad because we're not talking about Halloween. No, no, no. I, uh, I, um, a lot of that movie was about like, oh, we are, uh, like, the, the characters are walking by, you never know who's following them. It could be the it, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, I'm like, yeah, just 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 go have sex, man. Just go, just yeah, go, like just easy, go do easy that. Fix, yeah. Just there's, it's out there, bro. For you know, old girl on the corner for five dollars, baby. Just go ahead and knock <laughs> that out, and then and then you're done. Then you're done. And then you, know that. I mean? like, then you have to keep getting it further away from you. You could get another STD, but at yeah. least it's not it. <laughs> well, because he was saying the director that it, that's not what the film is about. Like, it's not a PSA for like. You know, safe it's sex not? kind of thing. It's what not is it? supposed what to is be. It supposed to be. That's why I was like, you know what? You can't read this because maybe you, that's why I didn't like it. Because that's how yeah. I took it. I was you like, cannot, just don't have sex. you cannot put your own context on something uh, for it. Apparently, okay. it's more like just watch it. I took it more as like a character study because when the characters finally like know what's going on and how to move it, yeah, and then she starts doing something stupid, I was like, well, that's a scumbag move. True, and then this is a scumbag move. So it's more of just watching like the ordeal. Because I could sit there and say like, "Oh, just have sex with a prostitute," but then you're like, 
if you think about it, like you know, in the real world, like you're mm. spreading it to someone. You're that condemning maybe is less, somebody. Yeah, like yeah. and then obviously, like in the movie, the guy's nice enough to be like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm giving you this terrible thing that's gonna follow you and kill you. Mm. My bad. Later, My and bad. then leaves. But then, <laughs> like, yeah, but like you could just do it and then be yeah. like, I, but then if you do. In the back of your head, you go, okay, well, then that person probably got got, so then he's probably after me already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll always get back to you. Right. So there's no, yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. We're talking about Halloween, and we got into this tangent (laughs) on It Follows. Hey. I think think the the reason why I got on such a tangent with that one is I remember someone saying in a review or something in that movie that, like, it reminded them of John Carpenter. Yeah. And I remember watching it, like, I don't see the comparison at all, other than them obviously taking like the stranger stairs or scares of like them being in the corner of like they're in class and then there's like you look out the window and the guy's there and it's very reminiscent of michael myers just walking towards you exactly real real slow real slow but somehow fast at the same time i mean like so (laughs) for he's rules and i think that's what that reviewer meant is that it is very michael Mm myers-esque of like he's always like in a bush just around the corner somewhere yeah, because you can never discount films like this, even, you know, because you're like, oh, that's from the 70s, it's old. Yeah. But these are the films that you could learn a lot from uh, if you're going to make your own films, because one of the problems we have now is just ballooning budgets, 100%. inflation, shooting overseas, taxes, this and that. So you'll have a film come out like uh, that last Indiana Jones, and it'll yeah. have this stupid price tag. And you're looking at it like, where the f- does this price tag go? Like, <laughs> right, what is yeah, going yeah. on? Because then you'll see a different film that came out this year, that year made more money, yep. and it was like a quarter. They had that film come out, The Creator, with oh, I uh, see it. Yeah, I Denzel Washington's yeah, son, kid, yeah. his son, mm-hmm. John. Um, that's a Gareth Edwards film, mm-hmm. and they're all abuzz about the fact that he shot it for like $80 million. He used like a $2,000 12K camera or whatever, something Whoa. cheap, 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 whatever. Sure. And they were like, look at the effects. Look yeah. at this! Look at this! Look at that! Like, how is he able to do that with that money? But they do that with that money. A lot of that's just big business. The Mickey mm-hmm. ears keep on turning. Mm-hmm. But it's great to watch something like this, like Halloween, because there's shots in here that are, you know, they're almost like documentary style. They're just 100%. low down, dirty on the street. One shot, but baby, it gets just you, like, you know? sucked in. Yeah, hundred percent. You just feel like you're actually standing there because you've been on streets like that before. Yep. You've been in the little bushes and then walked by these houses that look so normal. So this film is terrifying for the most part just because it's like, oh, yeah, this happened next door. Right. It's very, very close to home, whereas other films might be like oh look at that big ass creepy haunted mansion yep. sure hope nothing happens in there <laughs> yep 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 yeah this movie does uh do a good job of again like made in the 70s but um it's very relatable i think we've all if not even had a babysitter had someone watch over us it isn't our our, our parents mm-hmm. our parents go out somewhere and it's just like that fear of like i don't even know were you did you ever babysit i babysat sat a couple kids before I sort of did, but not yeah, not I, to the degree where it was like the parents were out all night. I remember and I was just sitting there. You know? I I babysat like my neighbor's kids once, mm. which this was back when uh, men were allowed to babysit. Nowadays, I feel like because of how awful mm. certain things are when it comes to that kind of stuff, I feel like even like it's hard to be a male teacher probably in like those younger ages. But back then, or at least when I was in middle school, high school, it wasn't as weird. Yeah, so I got to babysit. And I and they're always in the back of your head is like that like what if something happens because at that point yeah Halloween's out 
When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. These are all like babysitter movies of like you're taking care of these kids and then some shit happens. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm telling you what <laughs> I'm not going to do and I'm not going to Lori Strode. I'm getting the fuck out. Grab them kids. Bro, fend Grab for yourself, kids. son. I got to go. You remember <laughs> in the, the Halloween of 2018 Yeah, and the little kid was like, Get the fuck out of here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> the little kid, yeah. He's like, he was the best one in the movie. Himself. He was the He's best like, yeah, player. if I had a good babysitter, I wouldn't be here clipping yeah. my nasty-ass toes on the couch. Get the fuck out of here, Dave. Uh, yeah, but for real, though, it is a terrifying situation. Yeah. I always, um, obviously, you know, they did a sequel. Yeah. They kind of coerced it. They carpentered it a sequel. It's now since non-canonical. Then they did three, four, five, six return. They had Jamie come back. That shit all got wiped off if you follow the David Gordon right. Green timeline. But um, as far as like this one goes, it's just it does so many things better. I never liked the uh, I never liked the notion of being like, oh, that's his you know sister or cousin or something. Oh, with Lori. yeah. With I don't Lori. like when people try to say that Lori and, and Michael related. I like the story of just Michael got out the pen. He saw a chick and he was just like, you won't die. Michael got out the pen, had yep. no idea how to drive somehow. But then somehow <laughs> He's did. fucking crazy. He's a child when he goes to prison, but somehow has Jeff Gordon-esque driving <laughs> skills. Gets himself to Haddonfield. Like, hey. yeah, because I agree. The, the Rob Zombie twist of, like, Lori is his little sister. Yeah. For a different story, I think makes sense. I get that it's a multiverse take. Exactly, they got to do do something different. Yeah, Yeah. different. But traditionally, I don't like it. It makes yeah, but also because of that twist, I think most people took that as canon. Yeah, obviously there are the real film buffs that know, like, okay, that's not how it's supposed to be. But I think a a lot of the general public took that as canon, which made the 2018 movies even more confusing. Yeah, because there's that bit where it's like, oh, that was just a rumor. Yeah, someone spread something like that. Yeah. Where it was like, like, lo- like Lori thinks that Michael's exclusively after her. Yeah, and then that guy's like, no, he's not. Like he's just you know doing like you're just someone else. And I think a lot of people were like, wait, what? Like yeah. Lori is the final girl. What do you mean he doesn't care? And about it Lori, just threw him know? off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just feel like with him being just a, a random dude after her, it plays into the boogeyman. Because in the mm. film, he's not even called Michael. Right. Like, in the credits, in, right. in the script. It's just The Shape. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, So I always think The Shape, Boogeyman, like, he's just after you, and he'll never stop. It was nothing to do with you, anything about you. Right. It was just, I'm coming after you, because he's, like, evil personified. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that better. It's a lot more potent. That scene scares the shit out of me, though. Which one? The I love it. It's so visceral when he breaks out of the of the asylum. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got these shots again. We're like over the shoulder. A lot of work in here, like yeah. that. A lot of tracking of Michael. You're just like in the car. It's yep. raining. It's dark as shit. You're just seeing lights go by, and all of a sudden, like they stop and they look. And the lights just swipe the field, and there's just fucking dudes walking around in the field in all white. Dude, when I first saw that, I shit myself because I was like, oh! And then when he jumps over the car and he goes, I was like, oh shit! And then he got in the car and gassed it out of there like Baby Driver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. He's got like some of the best driving skills in the world. Cranking fucking. 
on the radio. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. As he's going back to his crib. Fucking Lightning McQueen. Life is a high. <laughs> he got Rascal on the radio. <laughs> Rascal Flats out here, bro. Third time's a charm. Life's like a road to travel. <laughs> Life's like a road to travel long. Meanwhile, he's just sharpening the knife on the fucking dash. He's just scraping it across the, the fucking green. Yeah. That shit would be so gas. That's fucking funny. He's got it, um, like any horror icon, he's got an iconic costume. Oh, jumpsuit. yeah, for sure. Jumpsuit. Michael's a working class killer. He is. He's got a jumpsuit. He don't have he's a costume. He's got a 9 to 5. He's, he looks like a 9 to 5 guy. Yeah, with a mask on. <laughs> you know, if, if you didn't see the mask, it would just be like, oh, here's a dude ah, on his fucking 9 to 5. Jerry. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, n- I never care about the car thing because there's all these scenes here where, like, he's driving around stalking the little kids, stalking whoever. Yeah. I never gave a shit about the car thing. It'd be so hilarious if he was one-handing car, like, like <laughs> the whole time. One-handing the wheel. Cause even like he's he's about to pick up his looking like fucking Ice Cube yeah. and that Friday music. <laughs> Today was a good day in it, yeah, for sure. Just when the morning killed Lori. <laughs> I, I I get that it's sort of a plot hole thing, but it's one of those like I'm just vibing. Who cares? I'm just yeah, watching the movie. That's like the last thing I think about. We don't have to explain it. The Doctor character I like because I feel like Loomis. since then Loomis like has different like he almost became a trope in films. Sure. And then they would utilize him later to do different stuff. Like, even in um, Friday the 13th, which is credited as being basically like a Halloween ripoff. They yeah, wanted to, they, yeah. they've, they've admitted it, yeah. They wanted to get uh, easy money or the cheap budget. Yeah. You have, like, the old dude in town who's like, don't go up to that camp, I warned ye. You know? <laughs> which I guess is a little bit like Loomis coming around. <laughs> On his soapbox, saying like, "Oh, he is evil. Don't get near him." Ooh, but I like him one in of the that. freshest brown suits you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I like him in this though because at least he plays the detective like as well. He plays the detective. He plays the fucking crazy warning guy, and then yep. he pops off some shots at the end. You know, it's during a time when you could be, uh, what is he, a therapist for Michael? One on like. He's he's able to be everywhere. Like the cops are like, maybe we should bring Loomis along with us. Mm-hmm. Like you, like the cops are the cops. Why are you bring? <laughs> you need Loomis, but like I love it, man. <laughs> it's like when there's a TV show or movie when they have like the psychic, and the cops are like, well, we're incompetent. We need this psychic. Right. It makes exactly. police officers everywhere look bad. Look, t- or I remember, know. I don't know who did. It was like a. They were talking about Seventh Heaven, how the pastor would just oh, be like my involved God. in everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, on the cops and the and the cops are like, I guess we got to bring this pastor like, along. <laughs> you know, he, he's in the cop car. He's just yeah. chilling in the side. He's got the bullhorn already. Literally with the walkie-talkie. Like, Put down the gun, son. <laughs> is that the is that, is that the pastor? Pa- is that our local yeah. pastor? <laughs> like, geez. He's just everywhere all at once. That's how Loomis is, though. Yeah. He's there before them. Right. But honestly, in real life, if I was a detective like that and I get to the scene and the dude's already there, I'm like, well, maybe he fucking knows something. Yeah, like, right. maybe I actually should listen. Because they're always like, listen, son, just get out of our way and let us do our job. Meanwhile, yeah. the dude's three steps ahead of him. Always. Already fighting Michael. And they're just looking at it like, oh, God, look, who could have prevented this? <laughs> And talking about love it. Uh, characters, we can't leave out Jamie Lee Curtis's. I mean, we talked hey. about Lori a little bit throughout this talk, but Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic in this movie. I'm dude. glad that she got like a little revival going on, you know? Yeah. I, can, Dylan, I know, Dylan, yeah. I know you're a fan of her mom. Oh, yeah. Ooh, um, for those who don't know. Go ahead, Dylan. Gosh, my brain is breaking. <laughs> Janet Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Janet Lee. 
uh, uh, played Marion in the Hitchcock Psycho. Yep. She was a very big star throughout fifties. The OG screen queen, right? Yes, yeah. very much, very much so. Her daughter is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who became a very solidified screen queen legend as well. Yeah. They are in uh, the Fog together. Oh my God! Why have I never drawn that parallel? Yeah, he yeah he Jeez. used Jamie again when he did the Fog. That's right. And then uh, Janet was in there as well with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I never drew that parallel. That's crazy. The fog, I think, is we were talking about Carpenter films yep. the other day, but like I really think that's a super underrated one for me. It's got a crazy soundtrack, the crazy cool looking ghost and uh makeup design for them, the freaking fog effect that goes to the city. Yeah. It's uh like we were talking about like Alien and um Alien and the thing like having like this perfect atmosphere. Yeah. That's how I feel about this film like john carpenter's nails things like that this film with his uh stupidly famous uh soundtrack that he did himself um and then even the fog too bro it's just the environment the of it of let him cook cook let him whip it in the kitchen homie said i'll mm. direct it i think he wrote it with his wife right or his girlfriend at the time i believe so yeah. right and then on top of that we need music I got it. Got it. I got it. Don't Let me worry go in the it, backyard, man. get my synthesizer. I'll be just right get, back. Just, just tell me when the release date is. Because that's a it's stupidly iconic. Oh my! Even God. if you've never seen, you know, all the movies, the iconic, if you've seen right? maybe half a movie, that's yeah. that's it. Michael that, is Halloween because Friday the Thirteenth. It's not the soundtrack. No, it's the. It's yeah, yeah. It's the little chant thing. Exorcist has the the piano riff. What's that? How's it go? I don't remember. Oh, because now I'm thinking about Halloween. I can't. Oh, no. We'll remember eventually. Yeah, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, because Friday 30 doesn't really have it. Freddy Krueger has a little bit of recognizable things. Yeah, more in, like, does. the first film, though. Sexy if you're getting into has. it. <laughs> Whatever that fucking That and... <laughs> yeah, you know song. what I mean? Uh, some of them. Dun, dun, yeah. Bro. Dun, 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 dun. This motherfucker was there the whole time. <laughs> some, of the, some of the horror films, it's just... You create this, like, insane image that's just burned on your brain. And I feel like yeah. this happens more so in any horror film mm -hmm. than other genres. I don't know what it is. Like, other films, you remember scenes. But for horror films, you remember, like, specific images. 100%. Because, like, when you think of, like, The Exorcist, yeah. what's the image? It's uh, Linda Blair. The fucking... That and, like... Um, when the priest is standing outside, that's a crazy shot. Oh, oh, you mean when the priest outside stands the, outside yeah, and, the and, the, and the light beams right down yeah, onto him? Yeah, like you, yeah. that's just seared. Yeah, Linda throwing up. Yeah, I was like anything with Linda her in the room. And for it's, me, it's, it's when she turns her head all the way around and her yeah. icy breath, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get stuff like that in this film where it's just like Michael standing there. Yep, you know what I mean. Or like that dude, the stupid shot later when they're in their final fight mm. and Lori's over there crying, thinking it was done, and Michael goes, yeah, and his face. It's just lit way back. Oh, you're talking here. about when he's like and on the focus. floor and he like yeah, gets, gets up, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think horror films just have a lock on stuff like that yeah. where you just there's certain imagery that is just so strike like um, Insidious or whatever with the red red, red lip, face. Lipstick demon. Yeah, man, all yeah. of a sudden he's just bam right behind Patrick Wilson's head. I can still see his face. <laughs> oh gosh, bro, I can and it's not time. even all the time with jump scares. It's just like yeah, this, this language that they create with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because that scene where he like and he gets up so like uh, 
otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Most people would get up like, oh, yeah. oh my back. But he kind of just back. like pops up just <laughs> from the waist, you know? You saw that video of the little kid at like the hay fair and he's dressed as Michael. Yeah, and and like, he falls off the hay bale and he gets up and he's like, time to yep, cook. <laughs> he yep. just gets right up. Yep, yep, yep. I love that. It, horror films are so unique like that because they'll have little kids like little eight-year-old kids dressing up as villains and, and serial killers. And everyone's yeah. just like, oh, look at him. He's little Michael. Look at little and Michael. when you start thinking about it, you're like, damn, I don't think little Timmy should be dressing up yeah. as a serial killer. But yeah. you're like, he hey. murdered a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents ever let you dress up as, a, as like anything scary? Sort of. We were like skeleton. You used to have really cool masks back in the day. Yeah. And the one we had was the skeleton mask. Uh-huh. And it came with a tube that ran into the mask. And then the heart, the plastic heart, and when you beat and you pump the heart, the blood, the blood went through the face. I had the same yeah. one, but it was ghost face. You could still smell that mask. Yeah. The ghost face mask, you could smell right now uh, if you think about it. 100%. I had my Dunkaroos. I threw on the ghost I face mask. It, so. You broke the mask? Yeah, because it was like... I was so obsessed with that mask because like, I, I, like, my parents were very Christian, so I couldn't really like do anything scary. But then mm. one year, I think it was my dad, was like... Yeah, we'll let you get this. Oh, okay. And I was so stoked. Did you see the movie to know what it was? Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. I had seen Scream at yeah. that time. Oh, okay, okay. And um, so I, I put it on, and then, like, of course, did Halloween. But I was so obsessed with the mask that I, like, kept it around and would keep, like, messing with it. And eventually I, like, messed with it enough to where the pump broke. Oh. So the blood was, like, leaking, or the yeah. blood was, like, leaking through the mask. And I was like, dang, I'll never be able to wear this. But that smell, I do it's, remember, because it was, yeah. It it's had a, so potent, man. had a weird aroma Just to lovely it. toxins. Yeah. Because yeah, it was so, <laughs> there was so many versions of that mask, because it was, like, a yeah. blood one. There was, like, a gold in the dark, the regular yep. white. Silver and then, one, yeah. And then, of course, scary movies spoofed the shit out of it. So you had one that the tongue the was hanging one. out. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Stuff like that. But, yeah. Speaking of masks, there's a wonderful video on YouTube where they chronicle just like the history of his mask. And boy, oh boy, did Michael's mask go from cool and menacing to just straight duty. Like they didn't have the right mold. They didn't have this. They went from scratch. Who approved it? That's what I'm saying. Like millions of dollars planning, writing went to this movie, the hiring of Paul Rudd, etc. Right. And they were just like, the most important thing right now is the mask. And they were like, no, 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 no. Backburner this. Fuck that. That's the least important thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, And that's what I'm saying. Like he, in that original movie, and then I, I love what they did. Like, say what you want to say about the 2018 and whatever. I do love what they did with the mask. Mask is great. The mask is great. It's um, it's aged. It's weathered. You could still see the hole from when Laurie stabbed him yes, with the with the needle yes. from the with the nice knitting detail. needle. Yeah, stuff nice like detail. that. You know, not even just horror fans, just people who are cinephiles in general. Yeah. are looking for those details, and that tells you like it. people who are making this genuinely care yeah exactly you know what i mean yeah that mask yeah but some of them too like especially the ones that like went like pale white yeah so which bad, one was that man. one it was I, whatever one probably had buster rhymes in i think it. it was h2o yeah i think it was 20 H2O. years later 20 they named it water that's what bothers me is what? like i'm not thinking about halloween when it says h2o I'm thinking about i get water. the play yeah of you know Twenty years. Somebody later, in but... that uh, in that marketing room was like, "I just cooked on that." <laughs> hey Johnson, look at it. Yeah, look at the board, bro. Your idea sucked. Bro. Halloween slasher for life. 
Right in the trash can. Yeah, right in the trash can, dude. But, you know, even in those David Gordon ones, like, as the mask, the mask still stays just as cool, but then it yeah. just deteriorates. It gets burnt. Yep. It starts splitting apart. Like, it's just so much nicer. And then I think, like, how am I supposed to, like, I get horror films when they get the sequels. Like, the continuity isn't always perfect. 100%. Like, it doesn't make sense. But, like, yeah. dude, how do you have his mask look this way? And then by, like, these films later, just look so fucking so bad, horrible, man. Dude. Like, it's distracting. He's no longer menacing to me. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like this weird marble statue that someone carved is chasing me. Yep. You know? You went from, a, you know, uh, an attempt at a messing with a William Shatner mask to, uh, this mm. is unrecognizable, dude. What bothers me about that story is so many people will post, like, different versions of that story about yeah. what the mask is. Because they're like, oh, they turned it inside out. Yeah. It was a, it's a, they're obviously, you know, um... William Shatner mask as Captain Kirk from Star Trek from yep. the 60s. So it's a Kirk mask. Fuck with the eyebrows. Painted a certain color. Age to do this like that. It wasn't just like, oh, I flipped it inside out okay. and then it was good to go. Because <laughs> obviously it. nothing would work right on it. You I know? get that he had a low budget, but it wasn't that low. But it's insane to me that <laughs> it's fucking William Shatner. Yeah. Like you never. He is Michael. <laughs> he is Michael Myers, bro. He's low a freaking key legend. Yeah. Kind of looks like Mariah Carey, too. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little Mariah. Just a little bit. A little butterfly. I'll post it on the Insta- our Instagram. A little it's, Mariah. It's, if you just put, it looks a little bit like an older <laughs> Mariah. I know you right now you're listening like, that doesn't make yeah. sense. If we if I post them side to side, you'd be like, God damn. I just want the new Halloween and then just have them use a different celebrity's mask mm. and paint that one up and do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Somebody, somebody new. So, Dylan, this is the question. I, I won't make you answer first if you're not prepared. But the question I had was, with the remakes of Halloween, hmm. how would you have structured that story to be better? Two parts. Okay. Three's too much. Okay. One would be cool, but they're never going to accept one because if it's good and it makes money, they'll keep grinding. 100%. I would have done a double parter all on one night. Okay. So it's not stretched. So just Halloween and night. It, just Halloween night. Okay. I would have killed them however they were going to do it. And I wouldn't have done all that crazy shit with the mob and the people and then all yeah. the shit they did in the third one. That whole thing would be wrapped up thrown away. Yeah. I would have done like that instead. You keep a tight story, but you also get more than you thought you were going to get. Mm-hmm. You release them back to back. You know, one yeah. Halloween and the next Halloween. And then just call it good. And then even if they wanted to touch it and redo it and make a TV show, at least your movies were solid. Yeah. Because at the same time, you're doing a new canon. This is the trend, though, is to be like, hey, these movies didn't work well. They were always bouncing around. I'm going to go back and make a sequel to the original. Yeah. And you got to try to get everyone on board, which is what he did, which most people were like, all right, cool, because some of that was ass. Mm-hmm. you know. But they've done that with... Um, you know, other other film trilogies and all that shit as well. Yeah. Try to go back and erase some of the duty the past, and yeah. then go back to here. But it's like your first one worked great, I felt. Right. And then it's just went boom and fizzled. So then it's just like, damn, now somebody's got to go and reboot yours. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because I think for me, like, I would have, uh, I think one one night makes sense. I also think that erasing the Lori as the sister makes sense. Mm-hmm. Killing Michael makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would have 
Uh, spoilers on uh, Halloween Ends or Kills, if you care. Um, Halloween Ends is like, Michael's in it, but it's mostly about a guy named Corey? I think it was Corey. Corey? Yeah, yeah. Corey is like, he's like a troubled uh, teen. I think he's a teenager. Or, mm. or Yeah, like a late teen. 20s. Something. Yeah, something like that. Um, he has some unfortunate things happen to him, and then he eventually, throughout the film, puts on the mask, gets it from Michael through circumstances that I won't elaborate on because they <laughs> piss me off to this day. Uh, but he gets the mask, and he ends up being the killer. And I thought, while watching that movie and how pissed off I was... How cool it would have been to have Michael, I think, doing it over one night is cool, like, murdering a bunch of people. But he gets to a point where he, like, maybe gets to a house or something like that of, like, a kid who's being, like, like who's in his house, but his parents are maybe, like, druggies or something. Mm. Like, not in, like, not good parents. You can tell this kid comes from, like, a troubled home. Yeah. Michael sees that kid and maybe doesn't do anything to the parents. But the kid sees him, and it's almost like a parallel of what Michael... In the beginning of the first movie, there's that iconic scene where they take off the mask and it's a little kid with the knife. Yeah. And I feel like that could have set up your next few movies if it's, like, the next person to become Michael Myers. Yeah. I'm totally okay with, like, these films aren't going to make much sense because it's a horror... I get it, but, like, it does, it's not like... This is an A24, for God, crying out loud. <laughs> um, but... I, I would have liked it, like, given some kind of open-ended, like, anyone could be Michael. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, it, it like doesn't... Like that, that evil boogeyman yeah, that like, spread. Exactly. Like, it's like, whatever Michael had as a kid, it was kind of inevitable. And I feel like giving that open-ended, like, of a kid seeing it and then, like, not kind of being scared by it, but almost being intrigued by it, hmm. is like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, right, that makes sense. And on top of that, too, just having... Uh, way more just Michael versus Laurie because that's what the fuck I signed up for. I signed up for that, dude. I didn't sign you, up for you gotta, a kid's prom, a homecoming, a, you spilled punch on me at my park. I didn't sign up for any of this shit. Moody bro. bike rides in I the rain. I signed up for Laurie Strobe playing Kevin McAllister in this bitch, setting up traps for Michael. That's what I want. That's exactly. what I wanted in that film. I didn't get it, bro. You get messed up when you when they tried to do the three parts because then there was like a good, you know, 45 minutes of part two that yeah. were just wasting time. Like, going on these really odd oh tangents with side characters. Yeah. And then it was just like, this doesn't do anything. Lori's in the hospital the entire film. It yeah, like. yeah. And uh, it's just weird because then it's just wasting time because you know you're getting to the third one. But then the third one confuses you because it doesn't even take place around the same time. It just time jumps 10 years, whatever, five yeah. years. And then all of a sudden, like, Lori's good now. She went from like extreme PTSD, crazy shit to open to windows, baking cookies, open windows, yeah. no locks, baking cookies, writing yeah. memoirs, uh, emailing fucking Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, which didn't make <laughs> sense to me because it was a very hard turn. Yeah, you know what I mean. From what she was in the first, yeah. But I, the way I saw the movie was like when they did Halloween three, season of the witch. Which I just watched recently. It's a piece of garbage, but yeah. it was supposed to be like it's an anthology film. Right. So in my mind, I was like, "Well, this is a Halloween film, but like without Michael, and it's just about like evil boogeyman springing up." So like he could have just become the new kind of Michael, just yeah. in a different way. But then I was like, well, "You could have done the two-parter, killed him, and then did a third film that's like loosely kind of connected, but doing different things." 
that deals with the aftermath of what happens when something that egregious goes on into your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there was a story there about the daughter and losing the dad and the mom the whatever and then she gets you know starts being rebellious because of it but then that kid gets caught up in some evil shit but yeah. they had all these loose ends from the other film that they just tried to weave into there and it just made a mess yeah exactly I just I feel like out of all the films uh, that have had Michael in it mm-hmm. um, other than maybe and they, I mean I, I don't like the attempt at explanation at all but I feel like the explanation of why Michael is the way that he is. I don't want one. I don't want one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Evil's evil. There's no there there's no reason why Jeffrey Dahmer did the things he did. There's no reason why Ted Bundy did the things that he did. They're just evil people. And I think yeah. with Michael, though yes, uh, you know, later in the films he does become more supernatural than person. Yeah. Um I liked the fact that if we're going to flip it from the first one happens, uh, the John Carpenter number one, and then we transport 20 or 30 years in the future, and then we make another one. Keep him a person, so yeah. he's obviously mortal, Yeah. Um, but make it that it's evil, that it, it doesn't matter what, like, I'm saying a kid that has drugged out parents, but it can literally be anything, like, just, I like, show it that it's, it's you know, if you want to make it Haddonfield is cursed, whatever you want to do, but, like, there is no explanation. I don't need an explanation as to why Michael is the way that he is. I just yeah. need like he is, and it doesn't matter. And I don't. It doesn't matter who you are. Like he's he's the only person he seems to like not hurt or kids. Yeah, that's usually. the only person he seems to like He'll leave alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe this he just views him as like innocent still. That's why. That's the only reason why I gave Rob stuff. Zombie some credit because it yeah. seemed like. With his movie, it made sense why Michael wouldn't hurt kids because he like was like, "Oh, my little sister." Yeah, you know, because that and that movie obviously doesn't explain the whatever, but like in that movie, he kills his parents, but then he takes Lori outside and just like holds her mm. until the mom comes back, which was another thing that I would have. I, I I I'm getting on so many tangents. The Rob Zombie uh, Halloween. I do like the fact that they, he tried to do something different with like Lori being his little sister and yada yada yada, and they do show a lot of the stuff that we don't see in this first movie, which is Loomis's interaction with a young Michael Myers. Yeah, growing kid. up and exactly the, growing up through the whole holding system and exactly. the penitentiary. Yep, yep, yep. And, yeah, and Saint uh, Asylum. There's a scene where his mom comes because in the he doesn't kill his mom; he just kills like a stepdad, his sis, his older sister. Um, a boyfriend, and then he leaves the Lori like he doesn't kill her, and the mom comes home um, and calls the cops. That's when the cops show up. Yeah. Um, when he's in the mental asylum, Michael is like was like doesn't understand what's going on. He's like, I just want to go home. Obviously, he's not going home. And as he gets older, um, there's a scene where he's talking to his mom. His mom like leaves with Loomis for a second. And they left like a metal fork mm. like he's eating. And then like a nurse comes to give him something and he stabs the hell out of the nurse. And then, you know, the mom is so distraught over this that she kills herself. Mm. I, when I rewatched that, I so badly wished that Michael would have killed his mom. Just took her out of the game. Because right at that point, it shows that he has. Yeah, nothing. You know what I mean? Like his mom is the only person that is nice to him, that shows him love. And if he would have just been like, it snapped and just murked her yeah. and showed no emotion, that's that's Michael Myers. Oh, I don't yeah. care who you are. All like, he was waiting for was the chance. An opportunity. 
The fork's here. I want to kill. My mom's here. Ah. Oh, well. You know what I mean? Just fudge them. That, the whole, like, you know, not revealing secret things, I think, is what keeps most of the films now from becoming, like, classics. That's mm. why it's so far and few between and why these back in the day seem to kind of be hitting and hitting. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they'll do all these different sequels, reimaginings, whatever, beat a dead horse kind of thing. Right. And they'll just be like, oh, this is what happens. That's what happens. We're unveiling this. We're doing that. And it's like, it's unnecessary because this first one is so good because you got no idea what happens with Michael. You have no idea, you know, if he's human or supernatural for the right. most part. Because, yeah. you know, at the the film ends with, with Loomis shooting him in the back a couple times, him falling off the roof and you think he's dead. And then there's a perfect score moment when you look down and, yeah. and he's just gone. Yeah. And I... I would have just, that's it. Yeah. No two, no three, no four, five, six, seven, no remake, nothing. Right there. That's all you need. Just that one movie, that part where he gets away, and that's True. fucking it. Because in the remakes, or remakes, in the, sequ- in the 2018 sequel, he gets arrested again, right? They, they they find him in the asylum again. Yeah, they show like a flashback scene of the cops during that right. night. He went to another house. Yeah, and they that's eventually, right. they right. eventually somehow right. caught him. And then yeah, he's in the uh, insane, you know insane asylum. And then when they go to transfer him, he gets out. You yes. know, on the bus ride, Dominic Toretto style breaks Dom- out of that hey, boy. Um, but people sleeping on Michael's driving skills. That's why I was like, if you just made that that like tighter film, you know, ever since the new Star Wars trilogy, I've decided that films are going to keep fucking around like this. I just make up my own canon. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there's a version where I think that's it. When his when David's first Halloween movie ends and they're staring at Michael, all Burning the girls the all the girls yeah. work together. They trapped his ass. He's dead right there. They burned him, and that was the end of the story. You know what I mean? I can accept that. I like that. Idea. But in another world, I'm just like nothing went past the original. He just dipped away, and you never knew if he was really the boogeyman or not. And it's just really potent, you know. She yeah. even says that at the end. They're like, you know, who was that? Whatever the boogeyman, etc. Yeah, it's fucking perfect, dude. Yeah. Like, you have no idea, and I don't need to know. That's where the magic is, you know, is that Oof. you don't get all the things answered. Right. Otherwise, why fucking make these things? Like, you just, if you're going to keep revealing everything, there's nothing fun anymore. 100%. I don't want to, I don't want to know. 100%. I don't want to know the mysteries of the universe. I just want to be scared, man. Yeah. I want to see this man spooky. murk babysitters. <laughs> That's it. What's that? You wearing a tube top? Bro, you had a sex? <laughs> Done. On my watch? On my watch? On Michael's Halloween? <laughs> That's enough. On his most favorite holiday. <laughs> How you know it's my son's oh, favorite my holiday? <laughs> 31. My That's my lucky number. Bro. Stab. Stab. Bro. Um, as far as, like, weapons go, do you think, like, the kitchen knife works for him? Like, you yeah. know, because you have different weapons for different characters. Like, Jason became synonymous with that big machete thing, machete. but he used a lot of weapons. And then Freddy obviously has his gloves. Love. and. A number of weird chainsaw. things. Chainsaw. Um, yeah, obviously, kitchen, Scream has a knife. The kitchen knife is, like, synonymous with just, like, horror movies all around. 100%. But it seems to work really well with Michael because he's so big and menacing. He's just, like, this strict Frankenstein kind of yeah. guy. And then the knife is just, like, stupidly big. Stupidly. And it's just creepy. They don't even make them that big anymore. No, you can't even get it. <laughs> let, me get get a, get let me get a chef's knife. What size? Sell that big lot? 18, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get this? You got this, Atarje. Where, where you get that? At? But it works for him though because it's just brutal. 
because a knife is something that like you have to be up close to close get someone combat, with. Man, you know, for sure. he's not over there pumping shotguns or whatever. You got to get close, so it's like you got to try to get away as quick as you can. And somehow, very, very uh, small room for user error. Mm-hmm. I always thought that it was hilarious that Tasha Chainsaw Ghost uh, Leatherface never has a moment where he's like ah. Yeah, <laughs> that shit stalls on him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he just. They yeah. need, they need, I don't. I've I've never seen any of the sequels for it, like any of the like remakes and stuff. They've but there it. needed to be a new remake where someone gifted him, one of his family members yeah. gifted him with an electric. Like, yeah, like a battery. Yeah, battery powered oh, one. Yeah, it? he's got a Milwaukee battery powered chainsaw <laughs> now, so it doesn't need gas. It's in fucking it. Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> then there's another scene where like. The fucking girls in the corner, like, yeah, get, get out of here. And he's just charging it. Like, the battery Ooh. died, and he's, he plugs it in, puts yeah, it on the charger, yeah, yeah. and she's just got to wait to be <laughs> murdered. He's like, oh, hold on, I got two bars. That would be hilarious. Yeah, like, uh, I like how close combat it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think uh, Carpenter did, and I mean, in some of the other sequels, too. I won't lie and say there aren't cool, cool kills in some of the sequels, but he's got some really iconic, the stab through the door and admire it and stare like there's a lot of really cool things he does with that knife and like you said like he's a linebacker of a human mm-hmm. so with almost like a childlike quality exactly because he plays with people yep. he puts like the tombstone on top of the bed that's this right or am i thinking of a different film you know he makes like the ghost he puts on like the ghost sheet oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah even yeah. in the newer yeah. film he makes the pumpkin jack-o'-lantern with somebody's head yep puts a severed head in it with a yeah. flashlight like he has this weird like kid mentality still because yeah. he never really got to grow mm. up with all this other than just be a kid go straight to the asylum you know yep, what i mean yep. so it's almost like instead of being creative kills per se he just has creative like set pieces that he makes after the murders, after the murders yeah. yeah like that's it, why this is his favorite holiday he man he finger paints with people's blood yeah he's just having a good time He's already dressed Kids being up. kids. He's already, it's for the kids. For the kids. For the children. For the children. Oh, shit, dude. That is so freaking funny. Man. Now, there's a lot of good There's a lot of good stuff. Do you have any, like, favorite scenes in particular? Yeah, for me, it, it, it's the it's the stab through the door. Because, yeah, there is that childlike wonder of the head tilt and, like, the admiring what he's doing. Um, and then, hmm. I would say, like... Not that it's like one scene in particular, but I do love the uh, the framing of Carpenter's shots anytime he's like weirdly in a corner. Mm. Like you, like you'll see like a whole scene play out over the back of Michael's shoulder. Yeah, and I and I really like that stuff because it's like he has every opportunity to do whatever he wants in that exact moment, but you can tell he's playing cat and mouse. Like he's yeah. kind of just like waiting. Like okay, yeah. Oh, that's what you're doing? All right, nice. I'm not going to make it difficult. I'm just going to wait until I'm just going to wait this out. You yeah, like, you know, it. but, like, it's, it's the scenes drag on a little too long for comfort because it's, like, the, like, Lori's like, oh, where are my keys? And she's like, you know, whatever. But, like, Michael's just standing there, just, like, watching her do this. And, like, softly breathing. Yeah, or, like, yeah, any of the scenes where it's, like, he pops out behind a bush. Like, he's just there for a little too long, you mm. know? Um, to the point where you're like, why is no neighbor? Like, are you okay, sir? Yeah. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Sir, are you, sir, you looking for somebody? I know that's so freaking fun. I I really like the scenes where he's just watching her in the neighborhood. Yeah, because it, like we were saying earlier, like I've been on that damn kind of street. You know, the leaves are all over. They're flying by. There's yeah. all the hedges or whatever. So like, I like that scene so much because whenever you find yourself on a street like that and you're just looking down that 
that tunnel of like trees yeah you feel like you can hear the music yeah and then you could see him just like creep creep Creep, creep, you know what I mean? Corner, and I, lo- I love it so much. Like, it works so well. That and the last shot, it's stupidly iconic. Yeah. Of just, yeah. like, the empty ground after he just oh, shoots yeah. him a couple times, you know? Ding. Ding. And just Loomis, Loomis almost looks at him like, I knew that motherfucker Mother- was going to be. Like, he isn't even surprised. No. He just looks over yeah. like, eh, figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this motherfucker 50 cent. He got shot like nine times. Many, many. And he still got up. Wish death upon me. You sure you got him? I got that motherfucker like nine times. Dang, bro. And he still got up. But I like that, though. I like the idea that, like, there would be some mystery. Because there are movies like that for horror, for sure. Yeah. Horror genre is a is a buff against the normal film norm where you do, like, a nice happy ending or you button it up. Yeah. It more tends to lean towards, like, the villain wins slash ambiguity. Yeah, there's always that Were little you, hint of. Yeah. Now I call it just like leaving room for a sequel. But yeah, there's always yeah. that little hint of like, oh man, all things are great. Something. Are they? Yeah. You know? Whether the villain comes back or maybe they didn't kill him or the villain's still good. Right. You don't know. And that's why I like this ending because I think it works so well with like the are you really able to kill evil kind of thing? Right. And did then, he, did he get away? Yeah. Did it affect him? Did he bleed out and die? Did he drag himself later? five yeah. feet? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> My leg. Oh, Loomis. Loomis shot me in the mouth. <laughs> Michael, are you all right? No. No, I'm not okay. Shot me in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Little fucker. Oh, shot me in the God. ass. I'm bleeding. Bro. Loomis, Loomis, can you look? Don't worry, it didn't touch the hole. It only got the meat. <laughs> oh my god! Michael's on the ground with his mask off, like See son of a bitch. Next Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> when I get out the pen, I'm choking you out. Choking your motherfuckers out. <laughs> and then you have like something like, um, gee, like Black Christmas. We were talking about that ends on a huge like, oh, what the gosh. hell do we do next? Because yeah. the killer's still there, right? You know, Freddy always is like, you know. He's winking at the on. camera like he's, he's non-killable on. and a lot of that I'm sometimes out here yeah. walking out of frame at the end. <laughs> <laughs> just scratching the claw yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. stole one of michael's put the blades in it <laughs> i went to wonderland yep i went yep. to never 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 land came back can you imagine if macaulay was popular during his movies and there's like Bro. one movie where he effed up macaulay in a dream Bro. what a what a crossover that would what be what a crossover that would what be. a crossover Yikes! <laughs> but I do agree with you. Most of the time, it's just let me get a sequel syndrome. Yeah, and, let me leave room for one. Yeah, and yeah. but there are some of them like you know, like Cobweb. It follows whatever that like they you know most of the time they usually wouldn't do a follow up. Yeah, they're a little little eight twenty four, a little something something, yep. and then if the way it ends, just the way it ends, you know. Shut yeah, shut open and shut case. And I'd yeah. rather see more films like that. I'd rather see more banger films that are just one and dones than get sequels. Like yeah. Jurassic Park. I don't need no more. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. I love it, but like... Can you I imagine mean, if, I that was a, if Jurassic just, Park was a one and done? It just stopped, but they won't They won't leave it alone. It would be, you know what I mean? I mean, it already is one of the best films ever made, but like that would be like... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Seinfeld, right? Ended on a good note. You oh can't really gosh. say anything bad about Seinfeld. Just, just go A new out. one then. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, even fucking Sopranos. Right. Sopranos is faded to black because it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Most of the TV shows end up being like that. You know, you sit with this for so many years. It's like, shit, like how... uh, My parents thought that that cable went out. Everyone did, man. Everyone who saw it talked about the same thing. They were just like, oh, man, I had to check. And I was like, no, HBO's working fine. I paid my bill, you know. That's how the show ends. But I I just rather have more, more movies like that that... You know, just stop and then don't go any further. And they just leave you like, it's, ah! yeah, exactly. Yeah, right before. But we're kind of screwed because of, you know, Fast and the Furious and then the Marvel things because yeah. people want cinematic universes. They want the money. They want to keep going. Uh, studios obviously will go down any avenue to make more cash. But, you know, that's why I dug deep in like Hulu and all these yeah. other apps and then check your theater constantly. I got the Regal app. I check it all the time because those little horror movies come through fast. They come through quick a week or two yeah. max. They only got like three show times. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift's got seven thousand show times every day. Yep. And it's like catch them while you can because Bro. there are some gems hidden in there. You know, yeah, man. diamond in the rough. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. It's really interesting to see like these movies that like get such limited releases and are just like bangers. Mm-hmm. They came out in like. The early 2000s, they'd be iconic. Like, you know, I mean, like, back. This is why I, I like talking about older movies. I know that there's a lot of people that crave, like, uh, our opinions or whoever's opinion on, like, newer films. And I totally get it. But, like, back then, like, you couldn't, like, every movie was like, wow, what's this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it doesn't. We just got three Halloweens. I got another Exorcist. Mm hmm. Who knows what they're going to remake next before they think about something original, you know? It's nice to, like, go back and watch. Even if they were shitty, at least they were different. They were something, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like a cobweb coming out in 2000? Yeah. That would have been like, what was that, dude, you know? Yeah, they were crazy. Everyone needs to go to theater and see that movie. Yeah, this has definitely been a lot like that. Because you do have your ones that pop off and then get sequels. So you have your Conjuring universe that gets... You know, two films, and then you get spinoff, and that spinoff gets Conjuring two. came out at, like, just the right time, because it was, like, 2010. Just started, Conjuring yeah, these horror films just started hitting out of nowhere. Yeah. But nowadays, Insidious. unless it's, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the... I would say, and only because they were YouTubers, mm-hmm. was Talk To Me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they were YouTubers, mm-hmm. and, like, they already had that social media game down, so yeah. the hype of it was so real. Yeah, that one was one that came through quickly, but it had more... Marketing and word of mouth, yeah, that it solidified itself better, so it was able to garner a bigger audience, uh, audience, you know, yeah. bigger than like Cobweb and things like that, right? Whereas yeah. I feel like, yeah, a lot of these other horror movies, again, unless you're tied to some huge IP, like mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and then uh, anything that Blum does, he usually puts yep. a lot of money into, yeah. but like other than that, like man, it's hard to be in a uh, smaller studio or indie filmmaker and, and, and have something really cool in the horror genre. And, uh, yeah, like, have it come out to, like, like John Carpenter did. The the ballsiness of him to put his name on it. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter's Halloween. That's ballsy, It's like, this is my movie. I, it's mine. It's mine. I, a lot of directors can't even, don't even get the fucking clout to do that. Their names is Jordan that. Peele doing that yet? Is it Jordan Peele's Get Out? I don't know. I don't think it is. It's Jordan Peele joint. <laughs> he got the Spike Peele Lee. Joint. You know, a lot of times when the yeah the director's not big enough, the producer's name is bigger. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has his name. You know, obviously he produces as well. Right. Uh, a lot of the times his name is bigger on that poster 
than the director because the director's not known yet, you know? To the point where you think he directed it. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, it's Spielberg did the Goonies. And you're just like, no, he didn't. And I was like, check the motherfucker. And then you went, oh, Man, shit, shit. Was that Richard Donner? Yeah, oh, it. shit. You Richard's know? in the back like, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. <laughs> That's how I feel bad for the for uh, Irvin Kershner and Richard Marquand. Yeah. That directed Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi because it was just like Lucas did that film. Lucas. And I was like, damn, bro, big rip. That sucks, bro. But I made those. Everybody's money. talking about Empire's your favorite one, and you're yeah. just like, "Yeah, well, Lucas did it, though." It's just like that's how I know you weren't a fan. Bitch, <laughs> I'm gonna fight you with a tauntaun right now. <laughs> Get inside. Jump inside this motherfucker. What was that, bro? Oh, Final thoughts on Halloween, man. Final thoughts. Watch it every Halloween. Another one where it's over the shoulder. Watch it every Halloween. It's, it's essential. A, it, it's a great film to learn from because if you're new to doing filmmaking, you want to get into it. You can see how you can make uh, what has become a long-lasting masterpiece with only a few pieces of duct tape and a $20 yeah. bill. 100%. I would say, for me, no matter which one you watch, whether it's the John Carpenter, the Rob Zombie, or the 2018, you can't go wrong with any of them. All three of them, to me, are solid movies. Obviously, the OG is the best, but like, Watching Halloween on Halloween, uh, if you're not in Florida and you're in a state that's a little colder, in a hoodie, oh, it changes you. You know what I mean? <laughs> some, some, you know, I don't, I don't know which, I don't know what beverage you like. You know, something, something nice and maybe a nice hot tea. Maybe you know, a little apple cider. A little apple cider. But if you're me, a full quart of eggnog. A full gallon. I'm at six quarts. Damn! It's a gallon and a half I've drank in already. Do you get like the flavor ones or you just go solid, just eggnog? It's uh My dad used to get the, like sugar cookies. It's a eggnog. vanilla spiced one Ooh. and the consistency is real thin. Oh, see my pops was into like yeah. the thicker ones. Oh like, hell no. Coat the back of your oh, throat. Geez. I would die. <laughs> yeah, because that's why I try to specify which one I drink to people because they look at me like, you're disgusting. Yeah, bro. They think I'm over there chugging eggs like Rocky. <laughs> preparing to fight fucking Drago. <laughs> You're just drinking beaten eggs, you yeah. weirdo. Dude, you drinking that? Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I cracked it. Hey, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Whatever beverage of your choice and mm-hmm. whether you got a loved one, some kids, whatever, man. Knitted like, this blanket. Is a, I think this the 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 OG ones, uh, I think kids can watch this one and not be too afraid, right? Well, there are some tits. Yeah. Yeah, but But as far as, like, being called a slasher, it's kind of crazy because there's not too much, like, you don't see people getting gored out, yeah. heads getting chopped off, anything like that. Like the, it's rather tame in a the way. The gory, the gore porn that we're in now, or yeah. was like really popular. Yeah, that that wasn't as popular back then. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is just it's whatever one you choose. Um, I don't think you'll go wrong picking Halloween during Halloween. And if you're if you got kids that are going trick or treating, whatever, if they're old enough to go trick or treating by themselves. Just pop this in, baby. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. And if your canon is just this film, watch it and done. And if your canon is mine, watch this and then the 2018 and then be done. And then be done. Exactly. Yep. Either way, you're going to you have choose. a good time. You choose your own roadmap. Let Michael take you, take you there, bro. Let him take you to the asylum. Let him, let him choke you to pleasure town. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> just ch- <laughs> it's the longest choking scene of everyone's life, Bro, too. There's no emotion behind that. Kills face his too, girl man. for like an just, hour. Yeah, just, she's, you know, acting for her life. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, man, it's been Cam. It's been Dylan. This has been Extra Butter. Happy Halloween, guys. Later. Goodbye, guys.